0: All right, what's up marketing maniacs? It's another episode of Marketing Cheat Codes. We're giving you the best tips, tools, and tricks of the trade as we demystify the marketing hacks who are trying to hack marketing and also getting into some of the hottest emerging trends in our field. I'm Sam Chapman, the Primo's content director, joined as always by our intrepid host and a Primo CMO, Ed Brealtz. Ed, who have we got on the Cheat Codes hot seat this week?
1: Matt Hines from Heinz Marketing author, thought leader, keynote speaker. That's where I first met Matt on a stage.
0: Yeah, I would say you'd be hard pressed to not find somebody within the modern marketing world who's had something to do with with Heinz marketing. You toss a a rock into the lake of marketing and a ripple will hit somebody who's who's benefited from Matt's experience, whether uh, directly or indirectly. Speaking of getting hit, one of
1: his favorite video games growing up was Mike Tyson's Punch-Out.
0: Love it. That's a, uh, you know, I remember sitting cross-legged on the uh, carpet, playing that for hours. Exactly.
1: And he's got a, a famous quote that really resonates. Everyone has a plan until they get punched in the mouth and us as marketers rolling into 22, we need to be prepared for that, right? The, the world's going to throw, um, twists and turns at us, punches, uppercuts, left hooks, uh, you name it. And we talk about some really great planning methodologies, mindsets, frameworks all that goodness. We need to address areas to eliminate habitual marketing, to be prepared for the new. He's actually seeing a lot of increases in budgets, a lot of the spend going towards technology, but he also hits on aspects like community building and people-based planning. Really excited, re-humanizing our businesses. And he also has some cool cheat codes as well around personal productivity tools.
0: Awesome. Well, I think everybody can benefit from a strategy around getting punched in the mouth. So let's get into it. And I'll catch you on the flip side, Ed. Here we go.
1: Hello, folks. This is Ed Brialt, CMO of Aprimo. Welcome to another episode of Marketing Cheat Codes. Today's guest is someone who is very special to the marketing space, someone who's pioneered uh, many aspects of, uh, of what we do today as a modern marketer, um, Matt Hines. Matt, welcome. Thanks, Ed. Really pleasure pleasure to be here. So, I met you, or let's say when my first, the first time we really hung out, you act. You were the person I credit with turning me on to Bland's. Oh, Bland's We were in. Yeah, you right. were you were a keynote at a. Uh, it was a Martech conference in Toronto several years back. We're sta- after your keynote. We were, you know, having some having some cocktails, standing in line. You're like, oh, they got Blantons, and there it, <laughs> it, it was that special bottle at the top. I've tried yeah. to find it in the stores here where I live in, in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Yeah. no luck.
2: No, it's impossible now. I think I think it it is a very good whiskey. It's it's become more rare than it deserves. I mean, it's a good whiskey, but like, it's not you just can't find it anymore. And I think part of it is those it's the, it's the top, it's the little horse top and there's, and there's like six different versions of it that will show a horse in full gallop if you line them up. Um, so a very good whiskey with a kind of a cool packaging gimmick Yeah, people like it. That's awesome. Yeah. Try it. Try to find it. There's Facebook groups and everything that's
1: emerged to kind of get there, but, uh, Anyway, so Matt, tell me a little bit about um, about you, some of your origin story for the folks that um, that don't know you.
2: Um, yeah, sure. You know, I'm um, So Matt Hines has been doing B2B sales and marketing for a number of years. Um, ran uh, marketing for a couple of startups before starting my own gig about 13 years ago. Um, in PubSpeak, we help companies sell stuff. You know, we are B2B marketing consultants that are really helping marketers and you know, create more revenue responsible, scalable impact on pipeline and on customer lifetime value and unpacking that and creating a systematic way to scale that in a complex selling situation. Long sales cycles, multiple touches, high level of integration across multiple members of the buying committee and selling committee um, requires a level of discipline that some companies don't have. And so we help put that together and help teach people how to do that on their own moving forward. That's awesome. I definitely want to unpack some of the helping people.
1: We're going to talk, I think, a little bit about some preparing for 22 that we're all thinking about right now and some of the new planning methodologies, mindsets, frameworks, all that good stuff. Uh, But this is Marketing Cheat Codes, and I know you're going to bring some cheat codes for us today, but then also Mm -hmm. some video games, anything from your, your past or recent history. Uh, regarding video games that we need to know about you.
2: (laughs) Yeah, well, so growing up, you know, it was, it was the NES. It was the original Nintendo entertainment system. Um, I, di- I, I had one, but I didn't have a lot of the really cool games. Like we just like, we got it and then just had Duck Hunt and Mario Brothers, <laughs> but I had a buddy who had all the games, the cool games, and he was really good at all of them. So I enjoyed playing them, but I was always bad at like getting to the next level. So I'd have to, I'd have to bring him in to like beat Mike Tyson or to get past the latest like five layer dragon, um, I don't play as many these days, um, but it's actually been fun. Like my kids, uh, all all three of our kids like like playing different games. Uh, Minecraft is a very big deal in our house. Um, And and I think really became a social connection for a couple for our two boys with some of their friends on Xbox Live. You know, we were all shut in last year and they weren't going to school. Um, But um, yeah, that's uh, that's that's my my video game history. That's awesome. Yeah. I
1: love punch out too, but then, mm-hmm. you know, with like Minecraft there's in the video game, uh, the, the game, the methodology, there's this I, concept of a core loop. It's that thing that keeps the player coming back. So what is yeah, it yeah. like with your children? There's something that keeps them coming back And There's such a parallel with marketing with our audience. What's how do we continue to have our audiences continue to show up and be excited for what's, what's new and fresh and, um, hits them on their, you know, moments of needs and at the, those moments of truth. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. That's what we want to unpack today and and how we craft that is with strategic planning. And um, let's let's unpack that a little bit. Yeah. What are some of the when you think when, when you first you're helping customers, obviously, but when what are some of the themes of prepping for 22 that you're seeing?
2: Well, a couple things. One, um, I think you know the best, most successful companies that that not only that we work with that we see across generations are those that obsess about customers and problems, right? And so the foundation, like, is just telling you we just got through this session with a bunch of CMOs talking about ABM, and the and the focus was on metrics and and mechanics and sort of infrastructure, which is all really important. But if you don't have the message, done. If you don't have the me- if you don't have the message tied to who your customer is, what they care about, what problems they have, not about your product your product is not the hero your customer is the hero your product is the sword right so i think i think of it that way i think the more companies think about that the better off they're going to be the better the content strategy is going to be the better their community play is going to be the better they can orchestrate a consistent through line from product to sales to marketing that speaks to the customer right um i think the minecraft analogy is interesting and i think you know when I watch my my boys, you know, play Minecraft, but also sort of play Legos, they're making it their own. They're able to use their creativity to continue to use the product. I mean, the, you may buy a box of Legos that is intended to build a spaceship, but you can rebuild that into friggin' anything, right? And so I think, you know, giving people something that they can be creative, they can put their stamp on, makes them want to come back to that again and again. Uh, and I think that, you know, the... The, the act of making a message personalized is more than just the message. It's making sure you get that in the right place in the right time. And so into 2022, we're actually seeing technology budgets increase. It wasn't that long ago that you would see like mid single digits for the percent of marketing budgets on technology. We're seeing some companies into in the middle to high teens. Um, they're replacing media budget with technology to ensure they get the right message to the right person at the right time using AI, using intent signals. Um, but it's all ties back to the customer and their problems and the in everything everything tethers to that. And uh and I think that's been a big, big focus for companies this year and into next year.
1: There's so much to unpack in what you just said. And when you brought up this idea of like the Lego blocks, right? Mm-hmm. There's you can make whatever you want. We're seeing this concept um, modular content strategies. It's a it's a planning, it's a plan, it's a strategy, it's a method to you know when you're thinking about when you're thinking about bringing experiences to market fast, per- personalized, tailored, it's a strategy where it's you've got these modular cap- uh, content blocks like a Lego block that mm-hmm. you can piece together and and shape shift the um, the content, use it in multiple ways to right. deliver on the experience. Are you, are you seeing that come? Oh, yeah. Yeah. No,
2: I think it's the reason why you have, you know, some of the some of the tools that exist allow people to sort of choose your own adventure from a content standpoint makes a lot of sense. People that are binging on content, it's one of the major reasons why we're eliminating many companies are eliminating the landing page and the forms as a barrier to get to content. I mean, people you're going to have some people that aren't ready to engage and some people that want to engage a bunch right now. Um, The other trend we're definitely seeing is communities, right? I think people are realizing that communities are a, it's a channel and a form of content where the community is the content. Um, And it's difficult to get right and to do authentic in a way that doesn't going to, isn't going to feel biased and isn't going to feel sponsored and subsidized and therefore bastardized. But I think a good authentic community, I've seen so many examples of that. As a way to not only sort of be content, create content, deepen customer engagement and loyalty, but also to create some pretty massive uh, competitive differentiation in the process. I love
1: that. Yeah, the idea of um, building communities, um, having an, an audience, and that's almost like the mission. The yeah. mission is to build those communities and audience and all these other tactics and what we do as marketers are are really just how we get to that audience building. I think that's great. And I'm seeing a lot of, uh, brands also, when you said communities, what's in those communities, they're, they're people, they're humans. Mm -hmm. I'm seeing a lot of like rehumanizing, ensuring that, uh, you know, we're looking at, and now, you know, with, with how we are today, it's really, it's more human to human than it's ever been. We can't really look at companies anymore. Uh, we have to look at groups or communities within
2: companies. That we want to appeal to and create an audience of. Absolutely. I think the, the, you know, even though we're becoming more and more digital in sort of a broad of our go-to-market motions, like we have to have some humanity in those motions. Like, cause I think, you know, we can stare at each other, you know, recording a podcast. I mean, it's kind of miraculous, quite honestly, that I can be in my basement. You can be sort of in Pittsburgh and we're doing this simultaneously, but we are hardwired to have direct conversations. We're hardwired to have relationships with other humans, right? And so I think that's why sort of community is sort of bubbling up as something, especially in this moment, as we are all sort of slowly reemerging from our COVID cocoons, having a sense of belonging, having a sense of community with others is really, really important. And I think, you know, it builds a set of a relationship and a bit of loyalty with each other as well as with whoever is hosting and facilitating that community you know forever marketers have just bought media and basically rented attention from other people that have the ongoing attention so to create a relationship where you're not interruptive you're irresistible people want to spend time in your community they want to spend time with your brand and your message like that's a really powerful thing that's not something you're going to get overnight but to go from renting attention to owning it and having a format and having a and having a community or having a, a facility where you can actually sort of have that ongoing conversation super powerful.
1: I love that. And then so let's bringing it back to the the planning and the different uh, strategic planning methodologies, let's call it. You know, there's the zero based budgeting. There's mm-hmm. the uh, the bottoms up, the top down, the the rolling planning. And what we're talking about here is human centered mm-hmm. planning. It's it's yeah. really looking at Trying to think about that segment of one, but then putting putting the person, the human, the communities into the strategic plan, yeah, uh, in the in the plan year, are you yeah. seeing that quite a bit? Oh yeah,
2: we certainly are, and and I think that a couple of things from a planning standpoint, you know, one is, you know, I think you know Dave Gerhart, who's you know back at Drift now, like he he raised the issue the other day, said like how much of your budget is 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 spend versus create. Like, where are you spending money to try to attract attention versus where are you investing in creating something content community that can sort of own that attention moving forward? I think the other trend we're seeing amongst a lot of marketers is not just reporting on like we're in this budget season now. Right. And so a lot of marketers will build their budget and it's a it's a report of what they're going to spend. Very few marketers actually come back and basically tell a story about what they are buying. Like, I really don't want to spend all this money if I don't have to, but I'm doing it because I want to buy impact. I want to buy pipeline. I'm investing in a business output. So when you have a line by line by line of all these tactics and all these tools you're using and all these media spends, it's very hard to look at that and understand what the story is of what I'm buying. So whether you repurpose sort of your chart of accounts, so to speak, for marketing or whether you sort of simply sort of create a narrative behind that's really important in part because as a marketer, as a marketing leader, you can't just invest in 2022. Like if all you're doing is saying, here's my budget to hit my number next year, what about 2023? Right. What about long-term? What about building a brand, building a community, building something for the long-term? You will need to invest now and in 2022 for things that won't impact 2022. They'll impact the quarters and years afterward. Part of the storytelling of what you're doing and this, you know, depending on the organization you're at, depending on the stage you're at, that may be more difficult, or, or you know, or, or easier to do, but that's part of the marketing's marketing leader's job: is to not just fill out a budget spreadsheet, but really tell a story and have a strategy around short and long term impact of the things that you're buying.
1: I love that. It's so important to have a, a really strong narrative, uh, short term, long term, like you said. And now, in terms of like the, the the planning cadences, what are some that you've seen that have really been, you know, obviously we've learned to be adaptable and expect change and, you know, big events could happen, small events, micro macroeconomics, etc. et cetera. Oh. We need to be better at being more adaptable. Are you seeing that the sort of the traditional annual quarterly monthly, are you seeing more like rolling planning throughout the year and, and updates and yeah. uh, taking in actuals and adjusting midstream?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what, you know, light years ago when I was at Microsoft, we would build these like three year marketing plans and try to figure out what, what are we going to do two years from now? Like that doesn't exist. Like you can you can you can say, OK, here's where I want the business to be. And here's where based on our addressable market, here's the market share I think we need to have. And I think, you know, if depending on where you want that growth to go, to have a model that says, here's how we're actually going to achieve that number. Here's how we're going to acquire companies. Here's a point at which our current addressable market is going to reach a saturation point, and we. We either need to be better at land and expand better at cross sell upsell or go into a new market like that's long term planning that you absolutely want to do from a strategy perspective when it comes to like what you are deploying in the market. Boy, I mean, it's I would I'd be hard pressed to think that anyone can say, well, here's what I'm going to be doing in Q1 of 2023. Right. And I would even argue like you want to have a plan and a strategy and a budget for what you're going to do in Q4 of next year. But having a plan for the year doesn't mean that you're going to follow that. Best laid plans don't survive first contact with the battlefield or as our, our new friend Mike Tyson used to say, like, everyone's got a plan until they get punched in the mouth. So q one's going to happen. You're going to get punched in the mouth somehow. How do you react to that? Like, do you pull back in certain areas? Do you double down in other areas? Like, you're going to find out what's working and what's not. Like, that's part of the sausage making of business, let alone marketing, let alone go to market, driving, you know, new pipeline. So I think having a long-term vision of where you want to go, knowing that there is a potential path to get there is one thing, but then getting operationally detailed on the plan for the year and making at least quarterly adjustments along the way, uh, super critical to making sure that, you know, you're not, you're not, sometimes people use agility as an excuse for not having a strategy. You need a strategy, right? But you also need to be agile along the way to make adjustments based on what's working.
1: Yeah, I love that. Love how you brought Mike Tyson in there too. (laughs) That is so true. Mike Tyson is looking at you every day um, and you just got to be ready for that. So um, awesome, Matt. Love that. So cheat codes, Yeah. the the audience wants to know a Matt Hines cheat code. You might have one, you might have multiple. Can you share one with us today?
2: I got I got a few. We'll start with a couple that I really like. We were talking before about like my best friends say and go. Um, So I don't know about you, but like I feel like I get some of my best ideas when I'm out for a run, when I'm in the car. It's always when I don't have and and I don't have pen and paper, which I don't have anymore, which I'll get to that in a second. So I've got this app basically, and I've programmed it so that when it opens, as soon as you press the app, it immediately starts recording right? And you've got up to 10 seconds to record something. So it usually a reminder of something or a task I want to get done. As soon as I click the button to, clo- to close the recording, it immediately sends it to my inbox. So I have, I'll, you know, I may come back to my inbox at some point and have a bunch of these little recorded messages. They're just audio recordings. Like I used to have a version of this that would translate it into text. Um, that tools is gone, but this, this it's called say and go. I don't think I pay for it. I think it's a free app. It, um, it was,
1: After I heard about it it was ninety nine cents I believe. Okay, there you go. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm like that too. Yeah, as marketers, creative, you know, folks who use our brain, right? Our knowledge workers. Yeah. It's our it's that mental flow. It's when the ideas come that you need to capture them or you lose them. I for me it's the same. It's like when
2: I'm running or biking or swimming or on hiking. Yeah. You know that's you got to capture them at that moment. Date night with your partner or spouse. Like, I mean, the last thing I want to do if I'm having a date night with my wife is to be sitting there with a notebook so I capture ideas. But if something comes up, I can quickly record it. And for me, like I'm an I'm an old school David Allen, you know, getting things done fan. He talks about like mind like water. Right. Like if you're if 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 it's in the middle of this session, if I'm like, oh, crap, I really got to get dog food today, like unless I put that in a trusted place that I know I'm going to retrieve it when I need it, my brain's going to want to keep reminding me about dog food. I don't want to think about dog food. I want to talk to you. Right. So knowing that I've got a recording in my inbox that I will get later. And by the way, I don't know about how it works for you, but like I'll listen to those recordings and nine out of ten of those recordings. I'm like, oh, I completely forgot about that because I put it in a trusted mm-hmm. place and my brain moved on to something else. But thank God it got, it. you know, the, the safety net was there.
1: Yeah. It purges from that short-term memory. Uh, that's awesome. And then, so, you know, you and I, several of us who've been like shaped by fire through experiences, what's another cheap code that, you know, folks can pick up from you? The
2: other, the other one is, is related to this. So I, I've always been like a note taker. I don't like typing notes. I like writing them. I can barely read my own writing, but I've always loved that. I used to have, these like custom made Heinz marketing, like physical notepads that I would carry mm-hmm. around in folio. Yeah. And my strategy, my, my pattern would be like, I'd take them and then I'd, I'd take put to do's in them and then I would scan them and then put them into a PDF system online. I now have what's called the remarkable two. This is a digital note taking device. It is not an app on an iPad, it is a separate device. I swear it feels like I'm writing on paper. They've really figured out the tactile experience Mm -hmm. and I've got different folders. I've got different notebooks on this system. This is all I use for taking notes now. Right. And so I can, I can email the notes to myself. I can easily file them. It's all in one place. Mine like water. I finish my day by having processed it Also, there's no notes. I, I save them and record them off and I want no notes on here. That means I'm, this is my trusted safety net for like thing notes and to do's. Um, it's a little pricey, I think it was a couple hundred bucks for this thing, but like I swear by it, I use it every day now.
1: That's awesome. So
2: until we get the uh the USB port
1: plug-in, you know, we're gonna have to use cool cool gadgets like that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, until C and Go becomes yeah. like a microchip in my brain and I could just I, it, 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 this is this has gotta be coming, right? Like Alexa's all over my house. Why can't Alexa be in my head where yeah. I just tell my head <laughs> to think something if That's. That's awesome.
1: So, thanks for sharing those. Um, what are some of your projects you have going on right now? What are some of the cool burning platform things that you're um, that are on your list that you get up wake up for every day?
2: Um. Well, I mean, a couple things. I think you know the the pandemic has helped me sort of control alt delete on a lot of things in my life and in my business. And so, you know, we spent some time over the last few months sort of rethinking sort of what we want our business to be and where we think we're going long term. And we've 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 narrowed on a vision and a purpose for the next, you know, five to ten years that I'm just super excited about. We've been building out our leadership team. And like, I could care less about, you know, fastest growing company and Inc. 500, whatever. Um, you know, we were named earlier this year, one of the you know best workplaces in Washington state by the Puget Sound Business Journal. And that's, you know, that's ranked by, uh, you know, confidential surveys by by people in the company. So that is that's something I'm proud of. And I think we can grow the impact of that. I think the other thing is, um, you know, I'm, I'm really excited about just honestly just helping to change the nature of work for marketers that may sound like kind of a weird big thing but you know i think too many marketers still today even in b2b organizations they're they're hung up on the marketing of more it's more clicks more likes more retweets more leads and to get all of that you just need to keep doing more stuff like our checklists are enormous we've got too much work to do and so you just you you're just you're on a hamster wheel all the time as a marketer if we can pivot from being focused on volume to focused not on quality, but focused on output, focused on revenue impact of the marketing we're doing, it changes the nature of how marketers are perceived in the organization. It changes the trajectory of marketing careers and opportunities for marketing professionals. It impacts their life. I mean, you don't have to be tethered to your computer doing more and more and more things. You do the right things and then go spend time with your family then go take your kids to school and to swim team practice. Like enjoy your life as a whole person, not just a professional. And so I think there's, you know, we're kind of on a mission to continue to sort of evangelize this more revenue responsible way of doing marketing that I think can have a direct impact on the careers and lives of marketing professionals everywhere.
1: I love that. Yeah. 100%. I couldn't, I couldn't agree with you anymore. Uh, Matt. So I, I met you before your, keynote presentation after your keynote presentation of course we shared some blends not everybody's going to get to meet you like that but <laughs> how can folks who are watching today get in touch with you
2: oh man so um, heinzmarketing.com h-e-i-n-z marketing.com um, is um, you know we've got a ton of great content we've got a ton of um, just research we've been doing lately sort of benchmark data in terms of how sales and marketing teams are working so a lot of stuff to get there uh, we are every day trying to find great sales and marketing content across the web so we're curating a lot of that in our social feeds especially at twitter at heinz marketing i'm just matt matt at heinz marketing.com if anyone has any questions or needs anything uh, let me know
1: awesome matt thank you so much for coming on the show today
2: cheat codes i love it cheat codes
0: Thank you everyone for joining us today for another episode of Marketing Cheat Codes. I wanna thank our guests for their time and everyone out there in a primo land for listening. This episode was written, mixed and produced by Glenn McManus. Our associate producer is Noah Horberg. Our production coordinator is Izzy Herbst and our creative director is Sunny Okamoto. Our series is hosted by Ed Briald, and I'm your co-host Sam Chapman. If you like what you're hearing, please rate us or review us everywhere you listen to podcasts and be sure to keep the conversation going by following us on LinkedIn and Twitter. If you have a topic you'd like to hear us discuss or want to be a guest, head on over to the URL in the episode description and drop us a line. Until next time, thanks for listening.